We kick off hour number two. It's brought to you by the Knoxville TVA Employees Credit Union. Check them out online at tvacreditunion.com. Big Vol fans over there. I know they're excited about the game. It's Tennessee. It's Alabama. Tonight, 7 o'clock ESPN 2. Yep. Excited about it. Pumped, man. Okay. I mean, it's... ready to... There's not much to lose for Tennessee's side of it. Which I don't know that... I mean, it's not necessarily a good thing. I mean, it'd be, it'd be better if it was kind of high stakes for both teams, like we were playing for the league championship. But in a way, I think that might be part of why the line is a little more in Tennessee's favor. I mean, this college basketball season has made no sense. I think Vegas might look at the numbers and go like, well, let's see. Phillips is out. Uh, Alabama's hot. Tennessee's not. And Give me the balls. Yep. It'll probably go the other way. Could be on to something. Mm-hmm. It'd be nice to win tonight. God, it it would it would wash away a lot of the frustration in the last couple. Of days. Uh, see, it wouldn't for me. Make you more frustrated. You lost. Not those necessarily games? more frustrated, but it would highlight the frustration of how on earth can you beat Alabama, but lose to. I mean, did you see what Missouri did last night? Did you watch any of that? No. I literally was, was like about to go settle down and watch it, and I saw on Twitter. Brett said they hit five threes. I think they hit three in the last three minutes. Like, they were so bad. And then here we are, the number one defense in the country, and they're just lobbing them up there, and they're going in. Was it two years ago? Or maybe it was the Grant and Admiral team. What, what did we say? We, we've said this. With when, when Wick, <laughs> I almost said when Wick Bonds. Mm. When Rick Barnes gets the defense going, there is really one way to beat Tennessee, and that is shoot 33s and hope that 12 of them go in. Missouri hit 14. Yeah, they were 5 of 22 last night. I swear I think they hit three in the final three minutes because Auburn was just kind of jogging back on defense. Game's over at that point. Mm -hmm. They're just basically running the clock, and Missouri hit a couple. They shot 31.6% from the field. It's actually not that terrible. What did we shoot against Auburn? Uh, like eight. I'm just kidding. I think we, it was like eight. We were nine percent from three, I believe. Uh, against us, Missouri was. They hit fourteen, didn't they? Yeah, fourteen and twenty-six. Fifty-three point eight percent. They shot at fifty-two point six percent from the field. And that's just what you got to do to beat us. I mean, I, I guess I should say beat us if we're scoring. Obviously, Auburn was in that game with a chance to win. They didn't hit a bunch of threes, but... Uh, against Auburn, you shot it 2-21 from three. That's 9.5%. And Beautiful. you shot 27%. Oh, 27. Actually a little better than I thought. How many threes did Vanderbilt hit when they beat us? They hit 10? Yeah. Yep. Well, two guys hit 10 to 25. Robinson. Didn't I don't think Florida hit ten, but I feel like they hit a bunch early to build that lead. They were they hit seven. Yeah. It's not crazy. That was a weird game. Kentucky didn't hit a bunch, obviously. I feel like Arizona did, but maybe no, they didn't actually. I think neither team hit threes really well in that game. Uh, we hit eight. They yeah, Arizona only hit five threes. 
It's actually kind of crazy. Well, the Alabama writer had said, like, what the question was, what does Alabama need to do in order to win? And he said, make Tennessee make a choice on defense. In other words, force the Vols to either concentrate on keeping the guards out of the paint or take away the threes. He said, the sum is greater than the parts for Tennessee in that it -hmm. is somewhat limited athletically, but when the Vols are connected on that end, talking about the defensive end, it's very tough on opponents. Alabama will look to push the pace, but it can play either way on the offensive end. For example, Auburn ran Alabama off the three-point line last Saturday but got outscored 44-20 to 20 in the paint. Yep. <clears throat> so how do we do a good job with kind of both? I mean, I think it's you got to make Alabama take tough threes and know they're going to make some, but make them take enough tough ones where they miss some and you're able to, to limit their, their deal. Does that lend itself to this being a, an A-do game? Since he can protect the rim? Maybe, yeah. He protects the rim. I, well... I'm just saying he's a he's big. I mean, he's almost seven feet tall, but he's he's more athletic, obviously, than Plavzic. and Awaka, really. Yeah, Awaka's a is Awaka a better rebounder though than they do? Oh, it's not even close. Yes. Yeah. Awaka's maybe the best offensive rebounder in well, the world. Well, definitely offense. I was thinking more on yeah. the defensive end though. Uh, but no, I mean, I, Awaka fights for the ball the way you want everybody to fight for the ball. Yeah, I like, like that. That's if, a good way to say it. If you're watching the game tonight and Awaka's in, when there's a a rebound to be had. The dude scraps for it. And if he gets his hands on it, he like violently wants to rip it away from somebody. We, I'm trying to think. Maybe it was Adu last year. We've had guys on this team. Some guys just kind of go up and they're like, oh, there's the ball. I'm going to grab it. Mm. Like, Awako doesn't bring it down and then somebody slaps it out of his hand. Like, if he gets his hands on it, he, he locks it up. I've actually never really enjoyed watching anybody rebound the way I enjoy watching a walk a rebound sometimes he just goes a little too early for it i'd rather have him Lane at least he's trying yeah. well, watch it hmm. you hear me what i mean i agree with your point though chris you flipped me off you flipped you off no i did not you're a dirtbag. There's three people in this room besides me. Somebody would have saw it. You know, yeah, I, I you did. know, I know you're lying, right? <laughs> <laughs> and you just let him get away with it. Again. What do you mean to do to him? Walk over there and like hit him, kick him off the show. <laughs> for, All right, for so you're five gonna run minutes. the board and do the no. stuff he does. No. Answer the phone. No, I got other stuff to do over here. Okay, yeah. Yeah. like we used to do back in the old days, the old little studio days. Mm-hmm. I agree with you, though, Chris. He is fun to watch hit the glass. I don't think I've ever said that about another player, but it is. I mean, watch tonight. Watch him when he's in the game. Try to oh, rebound. Yeah. He's it, he's, an, he's an animal. Yeah, it's the best thing he does, which isn't a bad thing. It's just he's uh, he's gotten a lot better than earlier in the season at post moves. He's he's actually got a couple little. Well, you know, it's like Ray Barnes said when you give a guy an opportunity, sometimes they just really show you what they've got. Funny how that works. It's gonna be the next Jarnell Stokes. Are we just comparing him to anybody and everybody because that's what we do? Should we do more comps? No. (laughs) Less comps. No, less, less comps. He's going to get all these rebounds and play these minutes. He's got to start making free throws, though. One of six last games. Well, that was just last game. He's actually been pretty good up until that point. Is he? 
not like amazing, but for a freshman he big, he's I'll get his numbers here. I he thought is. he was at like seventy percent before that last game. Uh, he's at he, he's at forty eight. Yeah, but how many has he taken? Twenty five. Yeah, but he's zero of six last game. <laughs> okay. Or one of seven, whatever it was. I mean, he's good at finishing though. With I, I love watching the kid play. That, that's been the one bright spot the last couple of games is getting to see a walk out there. So I mean, he's still only like. So he's like 50-something percent before. High 50s. 60, maybe. Depending on which one of those numbers is right. We'll round up to 65. But, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, the bigs are going to have to play well. They really are. Um, I don't know. I mean, obviously, everybody's going to have to play well. But I don't know that they have to do too much on the offensive end. But we've got to – they've got to be in good positions to, to make – I mean, if a team doesn't want to shoot the mid-range shot, don't you play defense that gives them the mid-range shot? Isn't that what yes. you do? Yeah. So, like, that writer saying, yeah, like, Alabama tried to run them off the three-point line, but apparently they didn't do a good enough job of not letting them get all the way to the rim. They're also very good when they Why don't, do that. You know, we talk about the ball screen, right? Well, let's get into that next. We'll come back. We'll talk about the ball screen because you're going to see a lot of it tonight, how Tennessee defends it, um, will be a big key to the game, and uh, we'll give you some, you know, some analysis of that aspect of the defensive end for Tennessee next. Hour two rolls on here from the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios Fan Run Radio. Pick up some White Claw Hard Seltzer. Enjoy the game tonight. Seven o'clock. I will. Thank you. All right, Chris. We've talked about it a lot. Last year in the NCAA tournament, Hunter Dickinson came out way high. Speak, set some ball screens. Real quick, did you see what he said about Wisconsin basketball last night? Or maybe it was the day before yesterday? No, what did he say? I want to make sure I get the quote right. Did you see what he wore along with that quote? Yeah, I did not think that was very. Yeah, given everything that's they happened just went in on that at, state. at yeah Michigan State. Um, very. He wore uh, a ski mask to the game, but he said, <laughs> "I've got the quote right here." I think. Of course, this article has a thousand pop-ups, and I can't really find the... uh, Oh, here it is. Wisconsin. I mean, they're just... They're scumbags. It is what it is. I'm sorry. They're just scumbags. Nothing I can say about Wisconsin is going to fire up the matchup even more. So it's like, it already is what it is. They're scumbags. That was the the game where Juwan Howard tried to fight their coach, right? Yes. Okay. We got a final score on that game. Uh, I can. But I'll beat you to it. You might. Uh, let's see. Scumbags. Scumbags. West, yes, That's... Wisconsin won 64-59. Yes! <laughs> Suck it, Juwan. What is it? I've always liked Wisconsin basketball. Back in the Bo Ryan days? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bo Ryan was a good coach. Did he ever win a natty anywhere no. he coached at? No. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe as an assistant or something, but they never. They beat Kentucky, right, in the national semi, and then they lost? Yeah, when they had uh, uh, Kaminsky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Frank. Frank the Tank. Well, the ball screen. The ball screen. So last year in the NCAA tournament, Hunter Dickinson would come way out to set it. <laughs> we came way out to. Do we have to relive that? To like hard hedge it. Yeah. The problem with him, I guess, was you know he could hit threes. You're gonna see Alabama come out and set high ball screens. Maybe not even that far out, but obviously they they do a lot of a lot of ball screen. They do a lot of ball screen action where there's no one. Even in the paint, and sometimes they go with that double. Well, I mean, we call it a stagger, stagger. Like it's not usually when coaches say double, they mean literally two guys standing beside each other. Like it's the same screen. So a lot of stagger, stagger ball screen out high, and uh, then one of those guys can roll, one can pop. Um, but I was just what the reason you hard hedge way out high is because you're worried about the ball handler getting an angle on your guard and you never you're never able to recover. So what you try and do is you hedge so that your your guard can actually go underneath your own player but go over the opposition. Like that's why you would come all the way out and disconnect from the post guy. Mm-hmm. Is so there's space between your post guy that's helping and their post guy and your guard goes un- over top of the ball screen but underneath your own guy meets the ball handler on the other side. Everybody's good problem with that is that allows the screener now space to either pop or to or to go to the basket if he's that far away from the basket he's not usually going to hurt you on the roll usually your other big can help on him for a second while your first big recovers and even if he has the help the guard that has the guy in the far corner can even come over and help on the other big if he's posting up Alabama's unique that a lot of times they're not going to have a guy at the basket so I'm going to be watching very early on, what is how is Tennessee playing these stagger stagger ball screens coming way out? And also, I did watch Alabama Auburn on Saturday, and Alabama has a lot of of sets out of their five out look. They're mm-hmm. not just running motion. No, they, I mean they have the way they run the floor. They have their early offense, but Nate Oates is calling a lot of these set plays off of their kind of their their five out or or what some people call it their horns look. If you're the if you're Jay Billis, talk about horns. That's where your two bigs are basically at the free throw lines extended, um, like top of the key extended, not way out of the 45, but like off like either side of the top of the key. You've got both bigs there setting ball screens. Alabama, a lot of times when you hear horns, the guard's in the middle, and he can pick a side to go off either of those ball screens. Alabama likes to get the guard all the way to the 45 and then have both ball screens come in the same direction. And that way one of those guys can roll, one can – one can uh, can flare, um, or sometimes they'll even like show that, but then loop one of the wings over top of those two screeners first, or even have him back up and stop and like kind of stutter stop, and then the big will roll off. So you're going to see a lot of that action uh, from Alabama, and how Tennessee's able to defend it. It's going to be a big big part of the game. Here's the thing about their their guys, though. Uh, obviously, Brandon Miller shoots a lot of threes. Sears, the point guard, is going to shoot threes. Um, you know, Bradley's six three. He's not hasn't taken many threes. Clowney's six ten. He's attempted seventy eight threes. Uh, Griffin's taken ninety seven. He's a six foot five freshman guard. And then you've got uh, Gurley, the six eight guy. He's he's also taken threes. There's not going to be 
uh, Bediaco, the guy that we've talked about having the seven-footer, he's the only guy that's not – he's only attempted five threes in the year, hasn't made any of them. So Bediaco's the one guy that will not shoot a three. Mm-hmm. So what I don't understand – Or what I would like to see is whoever's guarding Betty Aco when he's in the game needs to just plant themselves right on the 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 restricted right out in front of the restricted mm-hmm. guard and just stand there. And if if he wants to go set ball screens, you just need to go over him, go over the top, just lock and trail even on the ball screen ball screen lock and trail. That's going to give their guy. You're kind of giving up the mid range at that point. You're saying yeah. here have the mid range, which is what we want them to shoot. And, and, we had our- and what's going to happen is he's going to start probing into the mid range, with 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 our guy kind of on his rear hip, right, coming off the ball screen. And as he gets into the mid range, he's going to try and make our big make a decision, and he doesn't need to do anything; just protect the rim. Yeah. And if they want to try and hit floaters all night, try and hit floaters. That's the shot that they're not want- that they don't want to take. So I'd play drop coverage off Bediaco. On the other guys, you you have to be close enough to get back to them if they flare and move. And that's that's part of the challenge with Alabama. Did you just sneeze? What was that? I scratched my head. I think he sighed kind of funny. What if they do point guard and like Miller in a pick and roll situation? What are you doing there? Well switching? I, Tennessee's gonna switch. Yeah. I mean, I I don't like that. I would rather just I would rather us what I call a, a soft hedge and go over the top of the screen, but you've got to really rotate well, and I don't. We don't typically play that style of defense. Because yeah, I mean, you wouldn't like try and trap a screen and roll per se. Like maybe Miller does it with a big guy, like run two at him, get it out of his hands, and then make Bediaco at the free line, free throw line, make a decision or something. I mean, he could, but you're not going to. If Bediaco's screening, you're not going to trap because that means the guy you have on Bediaco is either Adu yeah. or Plavsic or Awaka, and I don't want those guys out trying to trap yeah. one of these guards because they're going to go around mistake. them or they're yeah. going to get a foul on them or whatever. Right. But if it's like a guard to guard ball screen, I mean, you could trap and rotate, but that's very anti Rick yeah. Barnes philosophy. Yeah. I don't think he likes giving up open shots at all. I think yeah. he always wants a one to one relationship with, you know, with players. There are coaches that'll trap the ball screen. And then everybody rotates essentially into a zone in behind it. Like you get a good trap, and all of a sudden the three players behind the trap are in interceptor, interceptor, goal protector. They're not even really playing. I mean, they're playing people, but they rotate up to whoever they need to take yeah. with those rules. We Just never do that ever, yeah. because because the risk is you, if they pass out of the trap, effectively they're going to get an open shot. And Rick Barnes hates giving up wide open looks. Mm-hmm. But I think I mean I th- I think with Bediaco, like I, I know. I know they want to come out and help the guard on the ball screen, but I wouldn't. I would just let the guard get beat, essentially. Force them to t- shoot a, a mid-range shot or a runner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if they hit floaters all night, they hit floaters. You tip your cap. Yeah. But don't give them layups and don't give them open threes. The other thing teams will do is that big guy will come up to set the ball screen. If you play drop coverage like that, he'll screen, and he'll go screen for someone else. Mm-hmm. And you can't help that guy either. But I don't think it matters. Just keep a, keep one of our big guys right in front of the rim all game. I mean, that's where they want to shoot, right? They want to shoot at the three-point line at the rim. So don't even defend in between. It's almost like you could play a 3-2 zone. 
You know how everybody tries to get the ball to the free throw line against the zone? Yeah. Just play zone and be like, have it there. Yeah. Go ahead. Shoot it. Was it was it our game at Washington a few years ago where we just I mean we murdered them getting it right to the free throw line and hitting that mid range yeah, jumper yeah and then when they finally like respected it and they would throw it in the post guy big to big high low bam post move but Alabama's not really built to do if their guy gets to the free throw line he's then gonna still try and attack the basket he's not just gonna catch it and shoot it I mean he, no. might, he might a few times but not not to like win the not game. often yeah. I mean that's that's part of their like that that's part of the rules within their offense is they don't want to get that shot. Well, and you know like every time the game every time there's a theme that like everybody kind of adopts, the other side of the ball adjusts to. So this whole like we're going to shoot threes and layups, okay, well, we're not even going to guard that area. Good luck. Make those shots. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's the next evolution of the defense. But everybody's coming way out to guard these ball screens, and it's just it's making it easier on the offense, I think. Do you feel like Tennessee's a team that shoots a lot of threes? Just, just I, Yeah. Yeah. Do you know how many we've taken on the year? How many? 589. Okay. How many is Alabama taking? You want to guess? Uh, 700. 738. Wow. Sheesh. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they literally do not shoot outside of the paint or inside the three point. But that's line. over. I mean, that's a hundred and fifty more mm-hmm. threes. Yeah. That we we've only played what like twenty five games. That's crazy. Give or take, it's just it, yeah. Alabama's played twenty five games. They have a hundred and fifty more three pointers. Mm. Well, that's here- six more threes <laughs> taken per game. All right, so let's not talk about Bediaka for a second. Let's talk about it is a big that can that can flare out or can roll to the basket. So you have to be close enough to them to at least get yeah. a hand in their face. So instead of coming out and hard hedging, letting our guy go under our dude and forcing him to go further around, because when you hard hedge out there and you lose, like you're separate from your guy, when you, you when you lose that contain, now he's free to go scream for somebody else, yep. roll to the rim for a dunk. The problem is when he rolls the rim – now you're, the guy that has to take that dude is your other big if there's a guy down there. Yep. But a lot of times Alabama, there's no one else down there. Yeah, because So it has to out. be a guard from the corner. Yeah. Because he's the only guy that can help. It can't be a one-pass away guard. It has to be a two-pass away guard. So he's got to come over and help. All right, so now the skip to the corner is what you're leaving open. Well, what do these guys practice all the time? Shooting threes, especially from the corners, right? Because that's, that's the farthest way to spread the court. So you can't really do that. What I would like to see Tennessee do – it's what we used to call the, the soft show, right? So you hedge, but only laterally on the floor, only sideways. We just hedge sideways. That way I'm even with my guy. We can still go over the ball screen. You, I mean, if you go under against these guys, they're just going to pull the three mm-hmm. right there off the dribble. So you still got to go over. You soft hedge the ball screen. And then if, if he wants to come into the mid-range, with again, with the Tennessee defender on his hip, then you just back up. You almost just like, come on, buddy, come on, come on, and then you just you make your you just the re, the restraining arc is the Alamo, right? That's where you make your stand. Yeah, it's like, all right, come on, come on, come shoot it over me, hey dude, just right there, just give him some space, and just back up, back up, back up. He pulls up for the floater, challenge it, get the rebound. It is funny to me as I look at Alabama's shot chart. They can't hit from the left corner. Mm. 
Well, it's because those runners and those pull-ups are easier with right hand. Is going no, right. exactly. I mean, you, and you can tell because we flip Tennessee's. We got a lot of left-handed players. We're better from the left side oh, corner okay. than than they are. It's just it's yeah, it's funny. It's crazy. So it's almost like you kind of you almost want to pick the half of the floor that you give up a corner three. If you can get it, if you have to give one up and it's a left corner three, it's much better because from the right corner they are deadly. Uh, plus. 10% over average from the right corner hmm. as opposed to the left corner where they are 10% under the average. I mean, it's a, You're talking about the corner threes? Yes, there? it's a 20% difference from the right side to the left side on average. Well, that's cause, so if they're yeah. shooting 60% from the right, I mean, at least it's 40 from the left. It's just crazy. And that's uh, that's an average, but still. Yeah. Hmm. And they wild. do not take shots outside of the paint. No. They don't. So I just I just welcome that. Force them to. I mean, that's how you do both. Like the the Alabama riders like, well, we that you know, Alabama can score at the rim or they can knock down a bunch of threes. Mm-hmm. If you stop one, it still might not be enough to win the game. Okay. Here you go. Shoot the mid range shot. Just put them make them uncomfortable. It's weird because like it would make them uncomfortable, but they're not gonna it's gonna be a shot that they're like, Oh yeah, a mid range shot, a good looking shot. But I wonder if it'll be interesting to see. This would be a good little chess match between Oates and Barnes tonight, mm-hmm. just with stylistic. I mean, obviously Brandon Miller can just go off, and none of it really matters. But I'll be interested to see what Barnes's plan is to get them to take shots they don't want to take. And does does Bama do that? Do they settle for that shot? Or I've watched their guys dribble through the mid range, back out of the three point line, like reset the mm-hmm. offense. It's crazy. You need to be able to be ready to take a bunch of charges too, like because when they get around the rim, I mean they're going to be trying to, yeah, to finish, put their head down, and, and go. even even I'm hoping even some of those kick to the corners, you can still take the like after pass charge, you know. And we've got guys that are typically pretty good at doing that. We'll come back more hour two next. Hour 2 continues this segment brought to you by Maloney Costa Dentistry at Knoxville Smiles. Check them out online at KnoxvilleSmiles.com. You getting more excited now that we talk about it more? I mean, it's I'm, I, I'm excited. Yeah? Can't you hear it in my voice? No. How excited I am? I don't hear it in your voice. Don't know what I'm not nervous. Okay. I think I'd be more nervous if we'd won the last two games. Really? Yeah. Okay. Because tonight we're going to find out kind of what we are. Mm. I mean, to a degree. It's it's difficult, obviously, if uh, James can't go, especially if Phillips can't go. Yeah. But no, I mean it's it should be a good crowd. I, I I just you said it earlier. I feel like there really isn't that much pressure on this team. Mm-hmm. At least there shouldn't be. I mean, there, no, there really shouldn't. I mean, I, I guess maybe like 
maybe there should like I'm sure the team has some like they have obviously high expectations. But because of the last two games, I'm just kind of I'm wanting to see if we're in a funk or if that's just more who we are. Yeah. If we can just bounce back and this is just kind of normal. Okay, that was the roughest part of the season. Now we're back into some tweener range, you know. Yeah. Or if we really have major issues. Why do they have as three-point favorites? Home court. Home court. I think pressure's on Alabama. So they don't even look at the way the two teams are playing, really. I mean, coming off two losses, I mean, I mean, I know they're buzzer beaters, but did we look play well in those games? Alabama's obviously looked the better team. I already bet on Alabama, so I think I agree yeah. with you. Like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, we said. I think I wonder we if sad. Shocked when it came out, we were favored. I I I was surprised. I think they lean so heavy on the the just the computer numbers, and a lot of times the computer numbers, when you map them out over a long season, they do beat the emotional like. Well, that team looked terrible last week. Uh, this team looks good. I bet you know, like mm-hmm. I, I bet the analytics over time, because that's that's all Vegas is doing. They're trying to win the long game. Yeah, they probably over time beat any major adjustments that a person would make into lines. And basketball happens so fast, and there's so many games. I mean, you you can't you can't have people going through. I mean, obviously they make adjustments, but you can't have people setting every line across the board. It's crazy how the Kimpom numbers and the Vegas odds are almost always the same. I mean, what, like, the final score for tonight's game, and it's been this way regardless of whether uh, Phillips, Bediaco, any of this injury news, it's been this way even before any of that came out, is Tennessee to win by two. The Vegas line is Tennessee by three. Like, it's it's just... It's crazy. I I mean, I can't believe it's not Alabama by like a half point or Tennessee by a half point. To me, that would make more sense. I'm sorry. What? I got distracted. What's wrong with you? A video popped up. Yeah? It's like my biggest fear, but when people get their hand bit by an alligator Uh or a crocodile and then it just starts to roll over. Oh. That's your biggest fear. It's up there. Like a lot, what you, like a lot what, of alligators and crocs around here. Well, I'm not saying I walk outside and I'm like, oh, I'm just. You know what my wife started watching last night? Videos of these ginormous snakes in the ceiling. Ugh. Have you seen that one uh, going yeah, around? Yeah. Apparently that happens all the time. Really? There's just, she was just video after video. After, yeah. One was even here. See, in like New Orleans be, Casino. Being bitten by a snake wouldn't really bother me. No, I mean, like obviously, if I'm in the middle of the desert and don't have access to mm-hmm. anything, and it's a rattlesnake, yeah, but you yeah, you could be dead. You get bit by a snake, it's like, oh, that's stunk. You get bit by a crocodile, hey, they don't let go, and then they just roll over, and mm. you're just your arms broken or gone, and it's a very helpless feeling. Like they just they bite their hand, and if you see the people, they're just like, oh, I'll pull my hand out. No, you won't. No, you will not. Mm. Yeah, what are you supposed to do in that situation? If your hand's already caught... First of all, you're you know, never supposed to get your hand that close to a crocodile's mouth. Well, sure, but once it's got you, what do you do? I mean, I've heard I've heard if an alligator or, or a croc is like... Like, if you're going to have to kind of defend yourself, the best thing to do is to try and get its, keep its mouth closed. Because once its mouth's open, you're not stopping it from closing. Right. Your yeah. only hope is to 
keep it from opening because the, right, right. the, the muscles to open the jaw much weaker than the muscles yes. that close the jaw. The problem is when they roll, they're so strong. So, like, if he get, if he gets your hand and then you try to grab him and, like, hold him with his hand in your mouth. No, no, he no. Can Once the hand's in the mouth, I toast, don't know. Yeah. You're supposed to do that while you still have two good hands. Yes. <laughs> like, keep yeah. the mouth closed. Yeah. Thankfully, gators, you know, we don't have to deal with crocs here, but you know, thankfully gators are pretty pretty chill animals for the most part. Definitely more so than crocodiles. I've been kayaking with some gators before. Down in Nate's country. Yeah? The Waccamaw River. Waccamaw. Mm-hmm. I've only seen one. That's not true. I've seen one big alligator in the wild. You never, I've seen yeah. a bunch of like little dudes. All the big ones are always in captivity. Took a fan boat tour one time, saw a bunch, but nothing big. But on our way to the fan boat tour, we stopped at a little bridge to get, there was like a snack shack. We got lunch, and I just walked over to this little canal. Freaking beast. People were throwing it chicken. Mm. I was like, what are you doing? That's why it's so big. Maybe. Okay, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not going to retweet that video. It just makes me so uncomfortable. Like, does that make sense? Like, yeah. you get bit by a snake, it's like, oh, that's scary. Better go to the hospital. You get bit by a gator, <laughs> rip your arm off. That's true. That's true. Or like when people reach their hand into a lion cage or something mm-hmm. and they get the hand. It's like just that feeling of, oh, that was the dumbest thing I've ever done, and now I'm, I don't have a finger. Yeah. We'll come back with more more phone calls on the flip side. Stick with us right here on 3 and Out. I thumb my way from L.A. back to Knoxville. I found out those bright lights ain't where I belong. From a phone booth in the rain, I called to tell her I've had a change of dreams, I'm coming home. But tears filled my eyes when I found out she was. Final gone. segment, hour number two. I'm gonna go right to back to the big orange Philly phone lines. We've got Philly on the horn. What's up, Philly? You're on three and out. Good morning, Jim. Good morning, Philly. For this song there, uh, there's Smoky Mountain Rain. I guess it's what it's going to be like after the game, you know? Oh. Giving up already, Phil? Yeah. Okay. I'm, I mean, our real stuff, it's, it's a terrible matchup, even if we were healthy. Mm. Jeez. They got a lot of guard depth, and we don't. And that's where the game's going to be won and lost. I think one of the most frustrating things is their team is built on offensive identity. Mm-hmm. And in, depending on the game, we can do a number of very different things that don't make nearly as much sense as what they do. Hmm. Yeah, and then you've got uh, the only place we might be able to take advantage of them 
is inside because if, if their big guy's out, but that's asking a lot for Euros and Combo to perform at a high level against a great opponent. Yeah, I mean, I've, I'm trying to. Who is it at, after Bediaco? It's what Clowney and Gurley. Gurley. Okay. Mm-hmm. Kind of Gurley's going to get the start if Bediaco's out. And how tall is he? Uh, six eight. And how tall is Clowney? Uh, I don't know exactly on Clowney. Okay, six ten. Okay. Starting with Bediaco. So. All are slightly smaller. Kamwa does better against the six eight, six nine guys than he does obviously the six eleven, seven footers. I mean mm. But but they're really good. What'd you say they're ranked total defense? Six, wasn't it? Yeah, six. Yeah, that's six. what I thought he said. Mm-hmm. It's a great opportunity, Philly. Are we still right number one in total defense, which is a joke? Uh, I believe so. Let me check that really? for you. Yep, number one. What about our three-point shoot uh, shooting uh, defense? Uh, number one. Well, and then number one last two games. <laughs> no, it hasn't been. No, no, they've uh, like cracked the code, and Missouri just shot the lights out. I mean, the, the, mm-hmm. last night was really bad for them, but I think more of the average of those two games is what they are. Yeah, they had their good game against us, and then they stunk last night. Naturally. And then Vanderbilt's uh, going on a hot streak since they beat us. Yeah, uh, I don't – do we think that's them figuring it out a little bit? I mean, I thought they've run good stuff all season long, and now they've got – I don't know, maybe they just got a little confidence, but they do look – I mean, that's that's two quad one wins for them in the last two games, is it not? Yeah. And then they won last night, which won quad one, but it was – you know, another good win. Like Philly said, they're heating up. Well, we're at a crossroads right now. Uh, Saturday's not going to be an easy game. Then you got A&M away. I mean, where's your – outside of South Carolina, who are we going to beat the rest of the way? Arkansas? It depends on the night. Yeah, now. I was going to say, they've, they're really tough to kind of peg right now. Some nights they look really good, and then – I mean, what they did to Kentucky and Rupp, was that a week at, week ago or so? Yeah. I mean, they just embarrassed them. And then they come out and lay a big stinker. So it's kind of hard to know what you're going to get from Arkansas. At least you do get that game at home. A&M, uh, I mean, they're in the tournament now, but I don't know. It feels like a little bit of fool's gold with them. Like, I don't know that I buy into them being a really good basketball team, although I, I do think Buzz Williams is a good coach. He gets his guys to play really hard. It feels like that's just that's just the way they win. They just play really hard on defense and they, you know, try to get to the rim. I think you can win at A and M. Well, you know, you'd look at it uh what's our lead over uh well what third in SEC standings now? Uh one sec. Yes. Right yeah, we're, are, are we tied with somebody at third? Uh, it's Alabama at twelve and zero. A and M's at ten and two. Tennessee is at eight and four, and Auburn is at eight and five. Okay, that's right. Because Auburn, yeah. Well, so, looks like the when we play Buck Pearl again, that'll be a, that might be. For that's third. gonna be one of those uh, well, uh, battle of the top four seeds. Uh, we'll be battling mm-hmm. Auburn for that. And, and Kentucky, Kentucky's seven and five also. Yeah. So I mean, you got that one coming up. You got a chance to kind of knock them down a peg, mm-hmm. which is good. You think Tennessee can beat Kentucky? 
that's probably the worst team we play outside of uh, South Carolina. I think they almost have to. If you want, if you want to guarantee yourself a top four seed, you need to you need to beat Kentucky this weekend. I find it hard to believe that we're going to get swept by this Kentucky team, though. Oh, that's amazing! You saying that? I know. I know, yeah, kind of like it. I mean, it it, it was self inflicted <laughs> when we played them the first go around here. Kentucky's lost two straight. It feels like if they lose tonight, they might. I don't want to say they'd give up, but if they lose tonight. We said, that, we said that after they lost to South Carolina, though. Yeah, but now that you're later in the season, like a loss tonight really might knock them out of the tournament. Well, I heard uh, somebody called in the, the 3 o'clock show and was giving Hickman props. And now, that's uh, that's really cool, you know. Hickman, did you call him with a fake name? No, it was probably, mm. uh, probably my boy Jamie. <laughs> I was the guest. <laughs> well, y'all got Jamie caller this week. That's pretty cool. Yeah, we did. Like hearing from Jamie. Yeah, it's how come they call y'all three and pal? And I, I mean, what's the W and Bird? I mean, what are they trying to pull? They say we're too negative, Philly. That we're too down on this team. We don't cut the guys enough slack. We're too hard on Rick Barnes. That he's doing just fine here at Tennessee. Everything is fine, and that we should be very, very thankful that you know we make the tournament every year, and that he does things the right way, and that. Every that this is so much better than other coaches we've had, so that should be good enough at Tennessee. Well, sounds to me like y'all the realistic three. See you. Mm. Good action, action movie, it, but you don't like realistic three. The realistic three. I like it. Realistic. Realistic it's very, three. It's very, it's very basic name. I, I guess it's okay. Realistic. Yeah. We're just like. What, would, what the do you normal three? The no, regular, realistic. The regular three. I mean, it's no magnificent seven. That's all I'm saying. I don't know. What beggars are, can't be choosers. Ocean's Eleven. What else is there? <laughs> like, the hateful eight. The hateful eight. <laughs> Rank movies with adjective and number. I'll come up with something. Okay. <laughs> the we'll four come. horsemen. <laughs> Oh, okay. There you go. <laughs> Should we put the three on the front end, maybe? I don't know. 